You're listening to the Quince podcast. With less than 6 months for Uttar Pradesh to head to polls, the Bharatiya Janata Party seems to be checking all the boxes in the state cabinet to ensure a victory. On Sunday, 26 September, UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath expanded his cabinet with seven new faces, the most prominent being that of former Congress leader Jitin Prasad, who was given a cabinet berth. The UP cabinet now has been stretched to 60, the maximum allowed constitutionally. Prasad, who jumped ship from the Grand Old Party earlier this year in June, will reportedly help consolidate the Brahmin vote bank for the BJP. Aside from Prasad, Sunday's cabinet expansion also included Chhatrapal Kangar, Paltu Ram, Sangeeta Balwant, Sanjeev Kumar, Dinesh Khatak, and Dharamveer Prajapati, who belong to the OBC, SC, and ST communities, and will all join as ministers of state. The new cabinet also signals a clear exercise of social engineering with the BJP trying to woo the Brahmin vote with the inclusion of Prasad and giving more representation to Dalits and OBCs in the UP cabinet. It also mirrors the same social engineering tactics made in the recent union cabinet reshuffle in July. But the big question which floats in the air is whether the social engineering just months away from the elections works in the BJP's favor, especially with calls of anti-incumbency hanging in the political corridors of the state. to discuss the UP cabinet expansion and what it signals for the BJP in the coming 2022 assembly polls we spoke with political analyst Amitabh Tiwari you tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and i'm your host Amit Let's start with the biggest name on the list of recent inductees in the UP cabinet, Jitin Prasad. Prasad, a former union minister in the Manmohan Singh cabinet, was a prominent Brahmin face for the Congress party in UP. The community is an influential vote bank in the state elections, covering nearly 10% of the vote bank. However, his political career over the past few years is etched with a consistent losing streak, with losses in the 2014 Lok Sabha elections, 2017 assembly polls, and even the 2019 Lok Sabha elections. So, what does the BJP gain from Prasad? According to political experts, the BJP primarily gains optics from his appointment, balancing out the Thakur-dominated image which the cabinet has carried so far. But given his performance in the past elections, what value will Prasad add other than being another Brahmin addition in the UP cabinet? Political analyst Amitabh Tiwari believes that Jitin Prasad's elevation to the cabinet is merely symbolic in nature. Jitin Prasad does not have a great electoral track record, and that is also perhaps due to the fact that he contested on Congress tickets in these elections. Hmm. and congress has considerably lost its support base in the hindi heartland i mean even even rahul gandhi lost in 2019 so i don't think jitin could have won uh, having said that of course he is not a pan state leader so his his influence is limited to the constituency or the area from which he comes which is saharanpur but it is the, the move is symbolic in the sense because we've heard of news reports that some brahmins are not happy with this government because a thakur is a chief minister and as you know mm-hmm. in the hindi heartland there is always a tussle between the rajputs and the brahmins for supremacy yeah. so there were some reports around that and the bsp and the sp have also started doing this community so that is why this uh, move is significant because it is giving a signal to the brahmin, brahmin community brahmin. that the bjp stands by
Now let's move to the other six cabinet appointees. First up is Bareilly MLA Chandrapal Kangwar, who belongs to the OBC Kurmi community and also has a RSS background. He reportedly has strong influence in the city, defeating the Samajwadi Party competitor in the 2017 polls by over 58,000 votes. Next is Sangeeta Balwant, who was a lone female in the cabinet expansion and represents the Vind community. She was elected to the state assembly from Ghazipur in 2017. Third is Dharamveer Prajapati, an OBC leader from Hathras and also has years of experience with the RSS. According to an Indian Express report, he was the chairman for the Uttar Pradesh Matikala board in 2019. The two new SC representations in the cabinet expansion are Paltu Ram and Sanjeev Gond. The latter reportedly holds considerable influence in the Adivasi population in the Sonbhadra district. MLA Dinesh Khatik is the sole ST leader part of the cabinet expansion and reportedly holds influence in the Dalit community in rural Merit. According to Amitabh Tiwari, the UP cabinet expansion is clearly a signal to the voter who has been backing the BJP party and the voter which has not been backing them. He expands on the math behind picking the leaders and how it may impact the polls. This expansion is clearly a signal to the voter who has been backing BJP and also a signal to the voter or the community which has not been backing the BJP. So this with three or four months remaining for elections, BJP's strategy is to consolidate its support base. Mm -hmm. And its support base in UP is the upper caste and then the non-Yadav OBCs. What people are saying is that three OBC ministers, but these are non-Yadav OBCs, which account for 30% of the population of the state. Mm -hmm. And from the Dalit community, which accounts for 21% of the population, what BJP has done is that it has rewarded the Jatavs, which is around 9%, with a cabinet birth to uh, Mr. Khatik. Because the non-Jatavs have moved away from Mayavati's BSP to BJP. But mm -hmm. here what it has also done is that it has also given one cabinet position of Shri Paltu Ramji, who is a Jata, who belongs to Mayavati's community, yes. which is 12% of the entire state population. Mm -hmm. So it is in a way a carrot and stick approach, I would say, that if you want to get representation, if you want your share in the power, then move to BJP like the non-Jatavs have done. This is a clear message to the Jatavs because the mm -hmm. BSP has been significantly uh, falling in its uh, uh, the number of seats it has been winning, though its vote share has more or less remained intact. But mm -hmm. with this election primarily going to be a bipolar contest, BJP realizes that some of the votes which it got from communities like Jats could move away because of the farmer agitation primarily in Western UP. So what it is also trying to do is to wean a section of Jata voters from BSP because Dalits nationally have moved to BJP. It's only yeah. in pockets like UP where the voter is still backing BSP because BJP wins the maximum number of scheduled caste reserved seats. So it's also a message to the Jatavs, non-Jatavs. And it's also a message, a very symbolic message to the scheduled tribe. Incidentally, only 0.1% of the population of UP is accounted for by STs. There is zero reserved seat. There is no reserved seat for ST in UP. Mm -hmm. Despite that, the party has given a, a representation to a tribal leader. That is again symbolic and, and it is also symbolic for other states which are going to the elections along with UP. Because, because again, like uh, scheduled caste, the tribals also have more or less nationally moved from the Congress to the BJP, most states. Okay. So this strategy is clearly consolidating its entire existing support base, leaving out people 
or communities like Yadavs who are backers of Samajwadi Party, Muslims who anyways don't vote for BJP and UP and even Jats who are spearheading this farmer agitation. But what surprised political analysts was that Sanjay Nishad, the leader of the Nishad Party, was dropped from the list of cabinet appointees after rumours of his likely appointment started buzzing. The BJP also just a few days ago on 24th September announced that they will be contesting the 2022 polls in alliance with the Nishad Party. The Nishad community are reportedly a dominant regional force in the districts on the banks of Ganga and Yamuna rivers which form 14% of the state's population. A similar move was also made against PM Modi loyalist BJP MLC A.K. Sharma who was rumoured to be appointed to an important post in the state cabinet. But like Nishad, he too was dropped. Sharma's elevation to the cabinet was reportedly vetoed by CM Adityanath. So, given the political relevance of the Nishad party in the polls and the political importance of A.K. Sharma, why were they not considered for the cabinet? Amitabh Tiwari, Vezan. See, A.K. Sharma's nomination, I mean, he's already been inducted as a vice president in the organization. Correct. And there is already a representation given to Brahmins in the form of Jitin Prasad. Mm-hmm. So if you induct A.K. Sharma, then it becomes two Brahmins. Then Rajputs get, uh, get uh, disillusioned. So mm-hmm. because of that balance, and he has been moved to organization, whereas Jitin moves to the uh, administration mm-hmm. or the government. So that balance of sorts has been created there. With regards to Nishad Party, uh, see, BJP might have felt that it's in a much stronger position today compared to five, six months ago. Mm-hmm. If you remember in April and May, there was a lot of negative publicity on mishandling of the corona crisis, bodies yeah. floating in Ganga, shortage of oxygen beds, etc. With mm-hmm. the cases falling due to God's grace and with the increase in the vaccination, the mood is not now somber as it used to be. And the party feels that it is in a much better position and allies like Nishad party have already been duly accommodated. He has been made a MLC, whereas his son, I believe, is a MP already. And party has also made Sangeeta Kumari, a minister who belongs to the same community. The party now perhaps feels that it is time to nurture its own, own leadership among the community rather than rely on allies. Because allies, these small regional parties, are essentially hoppers. Earlier he was with Samajwadi party. Now this party is with BJP. And it also leaves Sanjay Nishad with no other option. Because he has made a statement that his aim is to destroy Samajwadi party. So BJP as a strategy uses regional parties to piggyback on their soldiers and get their community or their influence support. And then try to establish its own network among the community and I see this as a result of this uh, uh, strategy. The UP cabinet expansion also comes just over a week after a complete overhaul of the Gujarat state cabinet with former CM Vijay Rupani being shown the door and a completely fresh cabinet being sworn in. The cabinet reshuffle comes as a wave of anti-incumbency floats in both the crucial states. According to a recent INS Sivoto opinion poll, Yogi Adityanath continues being the preferred choice for CM. However, 18.1% respondents expressed that they are satisfied to some extent with his performance, while 37% said that they are not at all satisfied. Those same Adityana just days ago expressed confidence that the BJP will come back to power in 2022. According to the opinion poll, only 33.7% respondents said that they were satisfied with the ruling party performance in the state, and 19.9% said that they are satisfied to some extent. Amitabh Tiwari believes that even though opinion polls do not show favourable values for the BJP, the chances of other parties like BSP and SP coming to power are mathematically improbable. See, opinion polls are clearly giving an edge to the BJP. But what, 
but one thing is also true that initial opinion polls if you see across states have a bias in favor of the incumbent because people have not made their decision as to whom to vote for because local candidates of each party play a very important role in assembly elections and as of now no, no local candidates have been announced so it is very difficult for the voter to actually precisely pinpoint who is going to win and the top of the mind recall is normally the incumbent government or the incumbent cm face however having said that for samajwadi party or for bahujan samaj party to win this election is a very big task is a very big challenge in fact i would call it's it's more of a mathematical improbability in that sense because with bjp at 40% and the other two parties at 22% each so okay. either bjp has to fall from 40 to 30 and samajwadi party has to register an increase from 22 to 32 10% then only it will win but what happened in lok sabha as we saw or what happened even in west bengal mm-hmm. why people believe that the incumbent may not be able to increase his vote share mm-hmm. actually the vote share of mamata banerjee's party increased while everybody was saying that bjp will increase or not increase mm-hmm. and that sort of debate was happening people yeah. leave this what do you say probability that the incumbent's vote share could also rise so that happened during the lok sabha 2019 as well so these 22 22 vote share parties joined hands mm-hmm. because that was considered as a way to defeat bjp but bjp increases vote share from 40 to 50 so what is happening is that despite covid despite everything because a lot of people consider it as an act of god what has happened is that the vote share or the support of the bjp has not significantly been damaged so that more or less remains intact and that is largely due to the social engineering which we were discussing earlier which is the non yadav obc vote block which is 30% of population the largest vote block of the entire state is largely with the bjp again because of the fact that samajwadi party is considered as a yadav dominated party and bahujan samaj party is considered as a dalit dominated or influence party so these people who have not got representation in the two main rival parties have shifted allegiance to bjp and this yeah. is more or less intact and this gives strength to the bjp uh, support this that is why if you remember even akhilesh yadav said that we'll come out with a caste based census and mm-hmm. stuff like that to this community but these are again far fetched i mean people will say why have why did akhilesh did not conduct a caste based census when he was a cm correct so it is all about representation and what bjp has done is that it has adequately also given representation or created an impression that it has given representation to people from the backward and the dalit community and this is more or less intact so until unless there is a significant change of events which take place in the next 3 4 months or until unless there is a significant anger against the local mlas it is a very difficult election for samajwadi party or bahujan samaj party to win and the division of the vote obviously helps the incumbent that was the case in bihar whereas mm-hmm. when both the main parties were, were ended up with almost identical vote share but because mm-hmm. of the di- division of vote share the incumbent won the sudden change in social engineering in the up cabinet shows that the cogs from the bjp's election engine have been removed and are being geared up for the upcoming polls stay tuned to the big story podcast and the quint for more updates on the story if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story for episodic updates we are available on apple google podcast spotify geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms For other podcasts please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback please shoot an email to podcast@thequint.com
Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 